Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here's your host, Marina Maria. Declare the scripture over Faith City Outreach, which says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Zechariah 2.5 Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Bob Altimus from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much for being here today, Pastor Bob, for sharing um, about your trip in Abidjan, Africa. Thank you, Marina. It's a great pleasure to be able to be on with you and to share with your listening audience some of the awesome things that I was able to experience with the people that I got to spend a week with there in Abidjan. Now, I know that God opened the door for you to go to Abidjan, Africa. Uh, first of all, can you share um, who God used to uh, arrange this trip for you? You know, it's really interesting, Marina, because I was praying uh, toward the end of last year. I was really praying about 2019, and I felt like God was wanting me to go somewhere. I was actually praying about uh, four different countries, and um, Africa, being a continent, was one of those. I was praying about Africa, and then I got contacted by Faith Christian Fellowship international out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I am credentialed through Faith Christian Fellowship, known as FCF, um, and I'm also a relational rep for them in their in their structure, and so they reached out to me in the midst of my prayer time. They reached out to me asking if I would be interested in going and representing the organization at uh, their first ever Leadership Summit in uh, Cote d'Ivoire, which is the nation translated as Ivory Coast. And so um, I began to pray about it, and everything in my spirit was checking off. I was getting confirmations uh, from people that I trust and spiritual uh, people that are around me. And so it was really neat the way God pulled it together when I was praying about where to go, and then I get this email out of the blue from uh, from Faith Christian Fellowship asking if I would be uh, willing to go. And that's really what got this ball rolling. So I know you went to represent Faith Christian Fellowship International as a guest speaker at a leadership mm-hmm. summit there. And you also ordained uh, almost 30 new pastors in the nation, right? We did. It was, it was su- such an honor to be there because... Uh, Faith Christian Fellowship was started by Buddy and Pat Harrison back in the uh, 1970s, and um, Faith Christian Fellowship is committed to pastoring pastors and equipping leaders and also believes that no minister should have to do ministry alone. And so that's why they felt that it was important for them to have some representation there from the United States and to represent the organization when I went over. But what was exciting at this particular leadership summit, because we have 
uh, FCF has leadership summits, you know, in countries uh, around the globe. But what was so special about this one was it was the very first leadership summit and ordination ever. So we, uh, for FCF, in that country. And so it was exciting to think that we were launching, if you will, the first group of FCF pastors in a nation. That's pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. And so were you the first one to be sent while they got, uh, while this happened? One of the leaders? I was. Okay. Yes, I was. There's, I had a national host there, Pastor NASA. Oh my goodness. This man just, uh, the first day we met, we did a video conference as I was praying about this trip and seeking the Lord and just beginning to walk it out. I set up a video conference with Pastor NASA and I, I even told him, I told his church family and folks over there that it was like God connected our hearts on that very first, uh, very first video conference. And so Pastor NASA uh, is the Faith Christian Fellowship national rep for the Ivory Coast. While we were there, we also had the national rep for Ghana and the national rep for Nigeria. They came in for the leadership summit and wow. uh, for the ordination. But uh, yeah, we to have Pastor Nasa there as my uh, national host was a treat. And to just be a part of that ordination and to see the excitement, you know, um, I'm retired from the Air Force, and my last four years in the Air Force, uh, I, I worked over at the University of Texas, San Antonio, and we commissioned uh, hundreds of new lieutenants into the Air Force. And that's what it felt like to me watching these pastors. Just as the commissioning ceremony was so excited, exciting to see these young people getting ready to go into service for their nation. But over there, I saw all these folks from all ages, uh, males and females and all ages that were so excited to be commissioned into service for the kingdom. And it was just such an energy there that I just, I loved it. That's amazing. Now, I'm going to back up just a little bit because I want to know before the trip, what did you do other than prayer um, to prepare for the trip? Well, I did all of the, the normal things of vaccinations and making sure that everything I needed for my visa and airline tickets and all the different nuts and bolts that you have to have in place for, for a missions trip uh, was taken care of on a practical side. And then on the spiritual side, you know, I did, I spent time in prayer. I spent time fasting. I uh, spent some time in, in prayer meetings with others to just really seek the, the face of God and what's going to happen over there. I have some um, spiritual brothers in my life, and even I'd call them spiritual fathers uh, in my life uh, that I had phone calls with, and they began to share with me share with me things that they saw in the spirit and things that God was going to do uh, while I was there. And it was all a great confirmation. They didn't, they didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know. Uh, by the Spirit, but it's always encouraging to get that uh, confirmation and, and what they shared. I'll tell you, God absolutely did it. Now, when you, you've never been to Africa before, right? 
I've not in in the Air Force. I've been in multiple countries, uh, deployed multiple times, but this was my first time in Africa. Now, when you first stepped foot in Africa, what was your first thought or feeling when you when you just first stepped foot? Hot. <laughs> when when I landed, uh, it's you know it, it's winter here, it's summer there. And uh, I left San Antonio, went through Atlanta, got to Paris, and there was snow on the ground. We leave Paris, we land in Abidjan, I get off of that plane, and the first thing you feel, because it's right on the coast, the first thing you feel is just the heat and the humidity. I remember uh, when we first got in the car, finally got the luggage in, and by the way, I should mention this, uh, they would not let me lift a bag, they wouldn't let me carry my Bible, they wouldn't let me move a box, I was their guest. And I mean, they treated me like royalty. Uh, never been treated so good before in my life. But uh, we got into the car and I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to have AC. And it was about that point they rolled the windows down. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it, it was hot. That was the first sense. But the, the second thing that was, was, was very overwhelming, um, sensory overload, if you will, was just the conditions, yeah. Um, the 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 living conditions, the people. The, it's not a large country, but over over twenty five million people uh, living there. People everywhere, so many people. And and I remember one of the first stoplights that we came to, and there was a lady holding a baby off to the left, and she had her hand to her mouth, and she was begging for food. And then right out in the middle of the road, this uh, little boy came walking up. Of course, he had to come to my window, right? And he's looking up at me. His head's not even as tall, you know, as the bottom of the window on the door. And he's looking up, begging uh, for food. And it just, it just absolutely breaks your heart. Breaks your heart. Wow. So that was that was really, um, you know, it, it it didn't surprise me. I was sort of expecting, you know, the conditions that that I was going to go into, but for them to be just so wide spread mm-hmm. and it just it goes on and on and on but i do have to i do have to mention this early on though is that was one thing that i noticed and i sensed you know as soon as i arrived obviously it's all around you but the other thing that just so blew me away was these men these pastors and those that were going to be ordained that i was with their love for God. And when our very first meal, they picked me up at the airport. We went to this restaurant and, and that was a whole other uh, story. I could tell you maybe another time, but uh, when we sat down Marina, it wasn't five minutes into the conversation and we were already in the spirit. You know, there there was no build, there was no small talk, you know, I don't even think they asked me, how was your flight? <laughs> you know, we just went. It was just like, in. boom, right in. <laughs> boom. The, Love there it. was no buildup. The Love anointing it. was right there. We wow. dove straight into the spirit. And I'll tell you, we stayed there all week. We just basked in that for the entire week. And so I, I've told some friends of mine, you know, since I've been back, that the with the, the living conditions and all those, I mean, they have the bare necessities and, and some of them it doesn't even seem like they have the bare necessities um to this world standards they have very little but yet 
I say they have the joy of the Lord as their strength and as their passion, and they are fulfilled. We have so many people here in America who have everything they could want, and they've got the latest uh, iPhone, and they've got the new car, and they've got the nice house, and they have this, and they have that, but they're not fulfilled. These people over here, all they have is God, but they're fulfilled. And I think, man, they got something right over there that we don't have right here. (laughs) Right. Now, Pastor Bob, how did how was your experience when you were ordaining the uh, 30 new pastors in the nation? Were you able to talk to each and every one of them? We did. As It's, it's interesting. As we went down through um, the ordination portion of it, it was a very uh, formal process where they got their certificates and, and those sort of things. And then after that, we ministered to them through the laying on of hands. And, and in that time, the uh, other brothers that were there that were national reps uh, got around. And then when they got done, they asked me to, you know, speak over these individuals. And I knew um, it was, it was, I knew they wanted me to speak over them. And I, I guess just to be completely transparent at first, I thought to myself, you know, how am I going to come up with something to speak to these, you know, about 30 different people without it sounding like, you know, a broken record or a rerun, but I just as quickly was put, I put myself at ease by saying, you know what, I'm not, because it's not coming from me. It's coming from the spirit of God inside of me. Mm -hmm. And as we did that with each individual, as they, as they got down in front of us and we laid our hands on them, I can tell you, Marina, every single individual, when I began to pray over them, some of them, even before I began to pray, God gave me an exact word for them, or he gave me a vision in the spirit, and I was able to explain to them what I was seeing, and and that happened for each individual as we ministered to them and prayed over them, and it was so encouraging. Afterwards, wow, that is so that, edifying. Well, you know, so many of them came up to me afterwards Wow, and said, oh, and, and of course, I don't remember what I... First of all, I wouldn't remember 30 different people anyway, but I didn't really remember what I spoke over them because it wasn't me. Right. You know, it was the Spirit of God. But they came up and things they would share of what a confirmation it was for them, what, or they would just tap. They, maybe they didn't speak real good English. And they'd tap on their hearts and they'd say, that word, the word you gave over me, I receive, I receive. It's good word. It's good word. Oh. And uh, I just basked in it. That's amazing. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach speaking with Pastor Bob Altimus from San Antonio, Texas. He is sharing about his trip to Abidjan, Africa. He went there to represent Faith Christian Fellowship International as the guest speaker at a leadership summit there. And he also ordained uh, about 30 new pastors in the nation. Now, Pastor Bob, I did see a lot of pictures of the Africans worshiping the Lord. Was this a different experience for you compared to worship here in in the United States? Let me tell you a story <laughs> to Please answer that do. question. My my first okay, I have been waiting. I had been eagerly and anxiously awaiting to get to Africa just to get in on the worship. And we're driving down to the first night that I'm going to get to preach. Now, I had visited different places and done different things. I've been out to the orphanage and different things. But this was the first night 
that we were going to have an actual service where it's going to be worship. I'm going to be preaching and ministering and things like that. We drove down this uh, narrow alley, and that's being generous. It wasn't even hardly an alley, and it was narrow. There are people on each side selling their wares. Again, children and people everywhere. And I thought, there's no way this car is going to fit down this alley. Um, we finally get to the bottom of this road, and I open up the door. I'm in the back seat of our uh, car. I open up the door. I step out, and I hear the most beautiful music you could ever imagine coming out of this building. And the presence of God just wraps his arms right around us. And it just, it was just flowing right out of that, um, right out of that little white church where we were about to have this service. I go inside and they put us up on stage and the other pastors that were traveling with me and my interpreter. And I get, I'm, I'm like right at the edge of the stage. So I'm between the pastors and I'm between all the people and they're full on worship. I mean, they're, they're looking at me. And of course they see this guy from America has just walked in. And so they're, they're, looking at me but they're more interested in worshiping and i'm looking at them but i'm more interested in worshiping we just began to get into the presence of god and and as i raised my hands and as i began to sing and as i began to it just i i, I uh, in my out of my spirit just a shout came out i couldn't help it it was just a shout in the spirit and whenever i would think about talking or start to talk. It was like my stomach would just begin to tremble in the spirit. And I thought, dear Lord, I got to preach. <laughs> I got to pull it together here. And I'm in it. And the pastor comes up at that point and he says, oh, you guys can sit down. You guys, uh, you know, sit down for, for the rest of the worship. And so we sat down and I'm sitting there and I'm watching these people. And I thought, man, I don't want to be sitting down. I want to, you know, I want to get in on this. And eventually I said to myself, you know what? I, I came too far to sit down. I came here right. to get in. I so did you dance? Out. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I can't share everything. Now, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I got up there. Let me tell you this part of it. I'm standing there and, and yes, my hands are waving and I'm just moving in the spirit. And I'm thinking, God, you've got to ease up. Something's got to ease up. All of a sudden the music starts to slow down and I hear a thud, thud, thud. So I look off to my left, all the chairs that were sitting out, they have slid up against the wall and now they've all started dancing. Wow. And I'm standing up on this platform trying to be, you know, the dignified guest speaker, but so wishing I was down there dancing with them. So I'm worshiping. I'm trying to keep it together and listen to this. I, I told you about the alley that we drove down in to get there. Across, as I'm as I'm watching these people to my left dancing in the spirit, dancing to the Lord, straight across from me, there's no air conditioning, so the fans are going, the doors are open, and and the breeze is blowing through. So I have a line of sight straight out the door from the alley, the road we just came down. Well, there are ladies in the church to my left, and they are dancing in the spirit but i look across the street this alleyway and here's another lady she's not even a part of the service but i can see her across the street and she's dancing in the spirit 
And wow. people that are walking by are stopping. So the whole community. The and, whole community. And I looked out. Yeah, I'm trying to hold it together, you know. Wow. And I look out and I see this lady dancing in the spirit. And then she takes off running in the spirit. And, and I just, it was all over then. I lost it. <laughs> so, yes, the, the worship was just a just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And I, I told them when I got up to speak, oh, there was about, oh, I don't know, five or six ladies that were leading the worship. And, and I tried to tell them I wanted to take them all home with me. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think it interpreted well because nobody <laughs> laughed. <laughs> but I tried. Right. Wow. That's that's my type of worship. Dancing. Oh, just so rich. giving it up to the Lord, just like uh King David did. Now let, if, let me tell you one let me tell you one more story okay, uh, about ahead. worship. The the last that was the first service. The last service that I went to. Uh, that I that I preached in when we got out because on this was Sunday morning I preached in two different towns on Sunday morning and so we finished up at one we drove to the next town and when I got there you know everybody was already there they had a tent set up the music was going and it was another one of those of when you got out of the car you could just sense the presence of God and it was it was already on when when uh, when I went to step into that place this is this is the only way I could really describe it. Do you know, Marina, you know how some people will say that uh, when it's getting ready to lightning, uh, they can feel the energy in their body? Have you ever heard of anybody like that? I don't think I've that? heard of that. No. Well, there, there's some people that some people that say, you know, if it's getting ready, the thunderstorm, lightning, they can feel the energy on the inside of them before that, you know, that lightning will clap out across the sky. Mm-hmm. Well, when I stepped into that place, I could feel the energy and there was going to be a thunder of the Holy Spirit across that place that you just couldn't deny. It was wow. so rich, so rich. So how did that feel? Can you um, describe it? Was it like a, a vibrational feeling? It was, it was the feeling of great expectancy. And, you know, every time we come to God, God loves it when we come to him with expectancy. Mm-hmm. And when we come to him with expectancy, he never disappoints. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. There was a, it was just an energy of expectancy that God's going to show up and God's going to do something in this place. And we're going to not be spectators. See, that's what happens in America. Right. A lot of worship in America is, you know, it's a spectator sport. But no, they were participators, and they said, we have an expectancy that God's getting ready to do something in this place, and wow. I don't want to watch it happen. I want to be a part of it happening. Right. And that's and what it felt like. Wow. They were all in agreement of that, all on the same page. Like, he is going to come. They just knew it. They had that faith. The whole place. The whole wow. place. I got to... Right, this happened to me a number of times where I would get ready to preach and, and they would introduce me and, and I would think, okay, I, you know, I'm on now and I'd get my stuff, get ready to get up. And then they'd always say, but before you do, they want to do a song. <laughs> and so then I would sit back down. Well, in this last service, um, it was, it was, it was kind of cute. I'll tell this story. Um, they said they wanted to do this song and they said, it's called the dancing song. And I mean, it had the right name. It was a song you couldn't sit still to. And they began to worship to this song. Well, 
the pastor's wife, uh, she also was one of the ones that God ordained uh, at the ordination service on on Saturday, and this is now Sunday morning. And so, lots of lots of people that were at the ordination uh, were in these services uh, that we were having on Sundays. And so, there was that excitement from Saturday had carried over into this. But uh, Pastor Nass's wife, uh, Mary Beth, was doing something off to the side. They started this, the dancing song, and some people were worshiping, some were dancing a little bit, some people waving their hands, and um. When Pastor Nass's wife went to come back across the front, because we they had our seats up at the front, and she was uh, just off to my right and one row behind me. So when she came walking by in front of me, I reached out and I grabbed her hand, and I began to dance with her in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I started to dance, you know, because they're all dancing, but they see me now step up. And start dancing, and and especially because I'm dancing with Pastor Nass's wife, that place just erupted. It was special. <laughs> wow! Now, Pastor Bob, there was a scripture to describe your experience there in Africa. What would that scripture be? Oh boy, there there were there were so many of them. One of the things that God gave me to teach on. Let, let me let me set this answer up a little bit with something that's an instruction God gave me going over there. I did a lot of teaching on the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, you know, well, you go to Africa and, you know, they're going to put up these big tents and thousands of people are going to show up and people are going to walk for two days to get there and hundreds and thousands are going to get saved and, and all of that. And, and I'm sure that happens, and I know that it's happened in the past, but I'll tell you, in every venue that I was in, every church that I preached in, I, I by the leading of the Spirit, He gave me very specific instructions, and, and in every service that I was in, I gave an opportunity for salvation. And you know what, Marina, I did not have one response for salvation. And I believe that the people that were in these services that I was at were already saved. And it was because of the message that God gave me to preach and the message that God gave me to teach them. It really wasn't a, you know, quote unquote, salvation message. And I think what has happened is there are many that have gone over and seen thousands get saved, but now they need someone to go over and help them live saved, help them live the, the, the life. Yeah, that continue it. To right. Available. To help break the chains of bondage from the past and let them live in freedom, help them live in victory, help them be the overcomers that that Jesus uh, wanted them to be. And so I did a lot of teaching out of uh, of 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 and the spiritual gifts. And and, uh, one of the the verses in there you're probably familiar with in 1 Corinthians 12 says that the gifts they are to profit with all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the Greek word there for that is simphero. And um, it's very close to our word uh, in the English of symphony. And in the French, I looked it up because I wanted to make sure it would translate well. And it is symphony. So, it, you know, it did translate. And the idea of this symphony in the Holy Spirit is just as with when you would go to a symphony, you have all these different people that come together, 
They bring their instruments, they bring their talents, they bring their gifts, and as a group together, they do something spectacular together that none of them could do on their own. You see that picture? Beautiful. And as I even even as I preached this in that last service, because it built it, it built built up each time I would preach, you know, it just kept building on each other. And I even told those people in that service, mm-hmm. and I wrapped it up of of the these these simfero, and in these gifts, and and I told them now. If you're a pastor or a Christian leader and are interested in being interviewed in this program, please email me at fcoprogram at gmail.com. Si usted es un pastor o líder cristiano y está interesado en ser entrevistado en este programa, por favor envíeme un correo electrónico a fcoprogram arroba gmail.com. If you are looking for a church in Phoenix, Arizona, I invite you to come to King Jesus Christ Ministry at 3106 North 35th Avenue, Suite 3. Their phone number is 602-688-8888. 602-688-8888. Si estás buscando una iglesia en Phoenix, Arizona, Te invito a venir a King Jesus Christ Ministry en 3106 Norte en la Avenida 35, en la Suite 3. El número de teléfono es 602-688-8888. 602-688-8888.